Hey, hey, dishes. Welcome back to Soap This Salem Style. I am your host, Michael the Maverick, a.k.a. Whole Brady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that name. I'm sorry. It just popped right back into my head. But my co-hosts are here, Tony and Dylan St. James and Nick, a.k.a. Brooke English. Um, Never. I'm not that hoish. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a slam against me? Hold on. <laughs> Anyways, uh-uh. Ariette couldn't be here this week. So, of course, I'm going to have to make up for her missing presence. We miss you, Ariette. Yes, we do. Come back miss soon. You. Yeah, get well soon, Well, there's no news this week, but I have a special announcement. With management changes and my busy schedule, we decided to pick a day, one day a week, where you're going to be hearing our lovely voices every week. And we have decided on Wednesday. So every Wednesday, look forward to a new Soap Dish Salem episode. Woohoo. Yes, because I know a lot of our listeners want us to be on a consistent schedule because I, I get asked constantly when the new episodes are going to be coming. So now y'all We'll be able to be look forward to Wednesday being your Soap Dish Salem Day. Well, now that that's all over with, let's jump into the weekly recap, y'all. First things first, the Johnsons brothers get together at the Brady Pub to discuss what's going on in their lives. And Jack basically hires on Steve to do some digging on what's going on between Gwen and Xander. Well, actually, it was to connect Gwen and Snyder. Because he knows there's well, more was, to that was relationship. Was he concerned about Gwen and Xander? I remember him asking, saying something. Well, he knows they were acting weird, but he's more so concerned about the connection between Gwen and Snyder because he knows there's more there than meets the eye. Well, I, I will say this. Had this year not have happened, I would have enjoyed those scenes. But this past year just sank Steve and Jack into... Yeah, Steve and, Jack have, Steve and Jack have been sacrificed at the altar of their children. Yeah. And it's like... I, I want them to climb out of that hole because these are two characters that I've liked for a really long time. So if they can start repairing some of the damage that's been done to them, I like really appreciate that. I, I mean, I see, they know. would have they would have to admit that they damaged them, and I don't think the show thinks they did anything wrong. So I don't think the show is going to fix what they don't think is broken. Long suffering sigh. Touche. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have much to say about the scenes. I just, they were there. I didn't care. Oh, okay. Next I mean, story. He's, he's not wrong. The only thing I really noticed in those scenes with their new matching haircuts. Yeah, I thought I was. I mean, oh. I do appreciate that they're kind of at least finally writing Jack as someone whose brain cells rub together to create yes. thought. Wait, I will say. <laughs> This is the most Jack he's been since this whole Gwen reveal. Because when Jack, when he follows his reporter instincts, he is like a dog with a bone and he will not let this go. It's just, it's just nice to see him in character after being so far out of character for so long. Yeah. Well, I, I mean... As I sat there watching those scenes, I thought, I wonder if Michael E. Knight could pull this off. No. He could he couldn't. 
Can't he, he? You have got to let go of this Tad and Dixie pipe dream I, I, that you have. I, 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 actually, if we no, no Peter Blake, maybe it would work. I cannot replace Jason Brooks with Michael E. Knight, sir. Well, he ain't coming back. <laughs> they fired him because he was getting some dizzy on the side. We don't need him Jesus. to come back. They can recast him, but that no. Michael okay. E. Knight is Michael E. Knight is a miscast for that character. I already told you who they should recast him with, and Ted but King I don't, is not coming. From I the well, gold and the beautiful. And King wasn't my choice. If Who's we're going choice? with. Pe- if we're going with people that Katie McLean had chemistry with, since that's going to be our Jennifer in this scenario, even though he played Damos, how about Vincent Irizarry? No, stop. I really sh- thought she was about to say Adam Montgomery, and I was going to leave the podcast for the rest yeah. of the show. Who's Adam Montgomery? Not Stuart- Adam Montgomery. Dave Canary. You realize David Canary is dead, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was going to walk right <laughs> the glory with him. I, um, no. no. <laughs> oh, no. We, it was old as hell, 20, 30 years ago. So God, I wasn't know. even gonna. I wasn't even gonna say him because I am not about raising the dead. No, to Vincent Arizari as well. Well, considering <laughs> that they're calling Ben an ex serial killer. Yeah, I heard that episode. Yeah, I thought I was gonna let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to the next story because we clearly don't give a damn about Jack and Steve. <laughs> um, Big Julie walks in on Zachary <laughs> about to have sex. She yells at them and then yet again she yells about the couch, even though her granddaughter was raped on it. But, you know. Thank you, Michael. Right? You gotta let that ugly ass couch go. Exactly. Let it that burn been, in hell. They literally should have been took that outside and burned it. After they leave the room, she sees Dr. Snyder's pick in the papers and remembers seeing him and tells Eli. Eli questions Gwen and Xander and arrests Xander. Okay. They need some consistent writing for Julie. Yes, more of how she's like with Allie and less of Screechy McScreecherson because I can't do it. I can't. I cannot do it. Especially over that fucking couch. Burn that couch. Your granddaughter was raped on it. Let it go. Some days she's pleasant, and then some days she's a shrew. And they really need to work on her wardrobe as well, because when she walked in to the police department, I just said they thought and said she looks like a low-budget Miss Ellie from Dallas. That shit was (laughs) terrible. But it was the same outfit she was wearing in the Horton house. And it was still terrible then. Susan Seaforth Hayes, I know she kept kicking herself for not taking the role of La Forrester on The Bold and the Beautiful. Because she, y'all are wasting her. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying the scenes are bad, but they're just writing her so far left one day and then so far right. Yeah, the next they, they and, need to lean into how she was with Allie and Chanel in the donut scene. That's the Julie I love. That's the Julie I recognize. That's the Julie I want to see. You mean to like make, basically make her the doting matriarch instead of the exactly, and they were of the already, gatekeeper for the Horton House, the, the gatekeeper shrew, for the Horton, the, the and, shrew the, of Salem, and the uh, low key racist too. Like we can keep all of that, all of it, 
and just lean into what she always should have been because that's what they were doing with her when she was here in the 90s. And then somehow in like the mid 2000s, they started playing Julie for comedy. And then I don't know what happened after that. Like somebody decided that they should pay, play Julie for comedy instead of the heart and fa- heart of the Horton family. And it just went downhill from there. And I really want us to pivot back. It's not just Julie, though. There's a disconnect with the and I honestly, I think it's the last couple of writing regimes we've had. And some of the veteran characters like Maggie is another one. Oh, that Suzanne Rogers should have been left and said, fuck y'all as she left, right? I mean, like Kate is another one. I I, I don't know what the deal is with Roman. I don't know if Josh Taylor just wants to work one day a week or if they just... Roman, they've finally been getting They've been using him lately. Yeah, like the last few months, they've been been getting it more correct there. But everywhere else, uh, unless they're disconnected. Yeah, we get what you're saying. We're just saying lately they've been using him finally, yeah. thank God. Yeah, no, but before right? yeah, it's like all before. we had was everybody get down. <laughs> <laughs> like the only old school characters they're very, very consistent with are John and Marlena. John and Marlena. John and Marlena. Well, well and, let's be honest. And Doug. Days, that's about it. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Days is the house that Deidre Hall built. Damn um, right it is. Just saying. I, I mean, now, don't get us wrong. Julie and Maggie walked, so Marlena hoped Jennifer and Laura and all of them could fly. But you get rid of Marlena and her fam, do you really have a show? No. So much of this show is tied back into Marlena. And it makes, a lot of, it makes a lot of people big mad, but it's just the truth. Because they're not using the horns. Jennifer's not, gone. Not well, anyway. Yeah. Hope is gone. Abigail... Can we'll be you, back. Can, can you believe that we're calling Abigail a Horton now? <laughs> Abigail, I mean, she is. Oh, oh, yeah, but we consider her more Deborah than Horton until now. Abigail, she's gone for now. I mean, the Bradys are basically non-existent as well, if we're being honest. There's no Teresa. There's no Cam. There's no... There's Sean Bell and Cla- there's Sean and Claire. That's it. And Sierra. That's it. Well, Kayla, but she's Kayla Johnson now. She's not Kayla Brady right now. They don't even, like, when was the last time Kayla and Roman had a scene? Right? Would, I would say Christmas. And was it, that might be a stretch. I know it was, I know it was during the rape story because I remember her complaining to Roman about Steve, but I don't, I don't think, oh, wait, I think it was after, like, no, I think, was it after well, I, they, I mean, like, they just had an anniversary party for quote unquote family only, and Aunt Kayla was nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. They're very selective on who, on which family relationships they play up. And while I'm happy with a lot of the family relationships we've been getting recently on the John and Marlena side of things, because there's a lot of dynamics there that never used to get played, and I'm very happy that they're getting played now. There are also some missing dynamics across the canvas as a whole that need to be addressed. Right. I.e. Eli's Horton lineage. Yes, Eli's Horton lineage. Uh, they never played see, Sarah I'm as a Horton when she Horton, was there. And I'm going through Horton's and Eli and Sarah didn't come up in my head because, at all. Because they don't play them. Exactly. Yeah, Sarah play was them. played as more of a Kyriakis because she, you know, because Maggie has basically disassociated from the Horton side of the family and has and, become and Maggie Kyriakis. 
Maggie's picture is still in the Horton house. Right? Like, you don't see Maggie and Julie having scenes together anymore. Yeah, there's, there's a, I don't know, it's a very strange disconnect, but it's, if you've been watching for a while, it's, it's glaring. very noticeable. Yeah, it's glaring. Yeah. You know, and at least when Maggie and Lucas used to have scenes, that at least would tie her back into the Horton side a little bit. Well, Lucas- let's be let's be honest. Anybody that marries into the Kiriakis family, that becomes their family because they did the movie well, too. Anybody who lives in that house literally becomes the Kiriakis exclusion. It, it same thing happened with Brady. Same thing happened with Sierra. You move into that mansion, and that is the only family you are allowed to have because whenever Brady lives in that mansion, he never sees John and Marlena. He gets the fuck out of that house, and he's all about John and Marlena. Why don't they move Lucas and Ellie and Henry into the Horton house? No. Why not? It's too crowded already. I like her where she's at now. Gwen and Zeta need to go anyway. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I I like her where she's at now. That's a perfect place for her to be. Especially with the drama, which we're going to discuss later happening with Eric and Nicole. I want to see Allie's reaction to that. I don't know if we're going to, but I would love to see that. Well, let's get back to the story at hand. That's showing how much (laughs) we just don't give a damn about this one. Gwen is under. This is the stupidest murder mystery plot. Mystery. Murder cover up. It's not even Whatever. a murder. It's, it's, it's just a stupid. Death he up. died. It's, he it's passed away. I told y'all when they when they were gearing up for it. I'm like, this is happening too fast. Something weird. It's why would he be the one that's dead? It it's doesn't make sense. None of this makes sense. Like, I I get it. I get it. Gwen didn't want to get caught with another body and she didn't want to answer any questions that might lead to, you know, which, okay, fine. But but this is ridiculous. The choice to put him in the river is where they fucked up. They should have got like, they should have put him in the Salem Inn, called 911 and called it a day or left him in the Salem Inn for housekeeping to find and have them call 911. I mean, this is just. This is just an exhibit in stupidity. Stupid. And, and they're not helping themselves. Everything that they do just makes them look more suspicious. Everything Xander does makes them look more <laughs> suspicious. Gwen is at least trying to cover her ass. Xander may as well have a neon sign flashing above his head saying, arrest me. God. It's just like, I like the idea of Gwen and Xander on paper. This execution is hot garbage. And it's irritating me. While the Xander Gwen kiss was hot for me, there was also an aspect of it that I was like kind of creeped out because I'm kind of sick of like aggression being foreplay for Xander and basically any female he ever has sex with. I need something different. I just, the constant aggression 24 seven is just hitting a switch for me. That's just kind of icky. Yeah, that's, that's his thing. It's his kink. I mean, Sarah used to talk to him like shit too and it turned him on. I'm not even talking also, about just that. I'm talking about like the way the way like he like grabbed her and like stuff and it's just it's it's just a turn. it's just not something that works for me. And I think I'd be okay with it if if we saw like gentleness too, but like it's literally all they do with him and his pairings and I just need variety if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, the softest he's been was with Sarah. Well, Let's say this. I wish Eli was in a better story. 
because I really don't care. Like as she's questioning them, I'm like, the man had a heart attack. Let the shit go. Let <laughs> it go. But the reason they can't is because of Xander's stupidity, because they put him in the fucking river. If they had not done that, they could easily let go and let God, this guy had a heart attack and move the fuck on. But now the question is, okay, he had a heart attack, but we found him in, a, in the river after he was already dead. Who the fuck moved the body? Why the hell <laughs> they moved the body? These are questions that need to be answered. Yep. Like that. They basically... Gwen and Xander created an investigation for themselves. Like by right. doing this, exactly. <laughs> like, for it, no reason. It probably would have been two seconds of questioning if they had just called the police immediately. But the moment they moved that body, that was it, they made it something it didn't need to be. Exactly. And, and, and yes, Gwen could have left. Need to be in a better story. Gwen could have <laughs> left the house and doc- like they didn't even have to say why Snyder was there. Gwen could have left and Xander could have called nine one one on his own. Right? There was just so many ways. There was about 750 other things they could have done besides this. Well, made so much more sense. Well, we're going to lift that story up in prayer because... I don't even think God gives enough crap about it, to be honest. (laughs) Just pray for it to end. Xander goes to jail and we don't even care about the reasoning behind it. Honestly. Xander can stay, but... But this story needs to end fast. Well, while Eli is dealing with that, Lonnie is dealing with Aunt Paulina, who comes by looking for Chanel and tries to make amends. Lonnie slams the door and doesn't want part any of that shit. So she tells Paulina off. And that's the end of that. And one of the strongest performances that South Stowers has given this year. Like, I was living for all of those scenes. First, the door slam was hilarious. I screamed. Second of all, Lonnie was rightfully pissed and told Paulina all about it, and I was here for every minute of it. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Somebody, I I was listening to something. It was probably another podcast. Someone said Lonnie was being disloyal to Paulina. I'm like, well, how about there's like Paulina was being disloyal to her. Yeah, they were propping, they were pushing family loyalty. I'm like, but Abe and Eli are her family like what you that's abe has literal egg on his face because of this she's always going to to she was always going to take the side of her husband and her father over the aunt that she barely sees the aunt that she already knew was flaky right exactly lonnie's been wary of her since she showed up so lonnie was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt and paulina played in her face Exactly. Speaking of Paulina, days need not write another rich character again because these diamonds on Paulina. Ooh, baby. They're looking like glass. No, not <laughs> even. They, those, those are looking straight. Crystals from Michaels. Baby, those are baby drag queens first time in pageant drag realness. Uh, oh. they, they look cheap they just look cheap they look cheap. like and the it's definition not even, of costume jewelry and it's not even just paulina's because that necklace that ej gave sammy oh looks straight out the gumball machine uh, <laughs> it was given very much marshall's 
I didn't like that. I'm pretty sure like all of these actors have their own decent jewelry at home. I I think what's I think Jackie Hare would wear some of her pieces if they asked her to, or put it with some of her out her wardrobe. Like I'm just like it cannot be that expensive. Like just insure her furs, insure her jewels, let her wear her own. Do they have the money for the insurance policy? Uh, again, that's why I said just don't write another. Or you can write them rich. Just don't. You don't have to dress them too well. Like she doesn't have to wear jewelry at all. Just earrings and that's it. But do you know of any rich character on soaps who does not dress to the nines, jewelry and all? Again, that's why I said because I'm not going <laughs> to see no poor looking rich person on my screen. I would turn it off. The I thing is, like, and I know much. it sounds petty. I know it sounds like a petty complaint, but it is visually distracting. It's glaring. I didn't notice it, but I pointed out, and I do agree with it. (laughs) Notice it either, to be honest. Like I, I I genuinely don't notice things like that. (laughs) It's bothered me. It has bothered me so much from the jump because I didn't like those wigs they had her in when she first came in either. Oh, I hated that wig. The one that they had in the promo, that bang one, it was terrible. I do hope that. this story climaxes with who with Paulina's ex coming to town and he's the one that's pushing for her to do this um and if he was abusive he could be a villain he can kidnap a few of the negroes and have at it (laughs) (laughs) i didn't didn't say kill him i just said kidnap him give me some mess we never we rarely get that He's okay. dope, though. He's right. He's not lying. <laughs> Lonnie is the only one having problems with Paulina. Abe is, too. He is trying to come to terms with her betrayal and the town's negative reaction to the part he unwittingly played in it. The town has literally edged him, and he turns to Jarlana for support. Okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. To the people who were complaining about not seeing Abe get Ed. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't see that. I didn't want to see that. <laughs> Somebody had a black person had to be visiting the set that day. It was like, don't do, don't show that. Yeah, that would yeah. that would not have played with a predominantly white town. Eggs is black mayor. <laughs> <laughs> That's the implications. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Uh... Exactly. exactly. We, didn't, we didn't need to see that. So no, we didn't. Stars, didn't. They didn't. <laughs> I didn't even realize that he like like because Lonnie had said it in the scene prior with Paulina, but I didn't think that she meant literally. I thought she meant it because you know the the saying "egg on your face" as just a saying. I didn't right. think she meant it literally. I so don't then think she meant it literally because I don't think she knew yet. I don't think she knew. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then we cut over to Abe, and I didn't I didn't even realize like anything was on his suit because I was working and watching so I was at my desk and I had missed it so it wasn't until Marlena said she was like dry cleaning his, like getting the stain out of his jacket in the next room that I realized that they actually did literally egg him yeah <laughs> but I do love the Abe and John and Marlena I friendship like yeah. I have missed it so I am so glad that they are playing it up they're playing the connections between the old John Marlena, Abe, and Roman really well. Really well. Really, even, really even, well. Even Roman and Kate. Like they're playing these connections well, and it's reminding people, okay, this friendship was a thing. That this is days. Yeah. And of course, there's also the uh, the fact that John and Marlena were there when 
Abe and Tamara got together. So now it's Tamara's sister causing trouble for him. It's 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 good. I like it. I lean into it. I like that John and Marlena are supporting him no matter what. And I like that, you know, that he Abe has people in his corner. Because we never get to see that. Yeah. There's He's always anyone been supporting him. He's yeah. always been like the supportive presence for other people. So it's nice to see him get that back. I also appreciate that Abe was self-aware. He was like, yeah, I, I screwed up. And they were like, they were trying to give him the benefit. He like, no, nah, I messed up. This I shouldn't have done that. Because either I was naive and believed the lie she sold me, or I was dumb and didn't see what she was really doing. Either way, and this all still that falls is at under my the, feet. Um, and all that is under the umbrella of Abe was just horny. So- Probably. But he, he, uh, he agreed to it even before they started dating romantically. And he, he probably thought it he, he wanted that dirty beforehand. <laughs> Tony don't think like a man, Nick. Well, <laughs> I'm not a man, so I can never hope not. Not Steve Harvey. He, 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 he probably thought agreeing to this would help further that. Exactly, that and was prob- a part of the I mean, plan. It might it not have been his. It might not have been his only. Um, so his soul. Um, purpose behind it but he i think he knew it would help further their relationship he was looking at it like this it's a win-win black folks get a job in the town <laughs> yeah. and i get some dusty oh he, <laughs> <in there. laughs> well, he yeah. was easing on down that road he wanted to do that <laughs> and, and I, I i do like their dynamic i again i do hope there's some danger that comes with this because I, I feel I, I do feel it's coming because I do think that there is more to why Paulina picked Salem. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, there's there's always more to it when somebody randomly comes to Salem for seemingly no reason. There's always more to it. I said it with Gwen. I'm saying it with Paulina now. There is a there is more to this story, and I'm hoping we peel back the layers and find out what that what the more could possibly be. Yeah. Yeah, and I also like the fact that they are showing that the town is upset because at first they were really just kind of leaning into the family drama of it all. And it was, I saw, you know, some people being like, well, nobody even cares about the square except for Eli and them. So I feel like them showing people mad at Abe kind of bolstered the fact that this was an important part of Salem and not, people are upset about it yeah if not for COVID and budget they could have had like people picketing outside of Abe's no, house no 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 picketing the square we're gonna pick it square okay, yeah, okay there's yeah. a bunch of white people outside of Abe's house <laughs> I keep forgetting that <laughs> but like yeah because it's cross burning no <laughs> or you could you could have had the um the black business perspective business owner right because okay call him a cool i I didn't say that (laughs) but you could have had them protesting him dylan nick y'all ain't gonna sit here and play if this is real deal life we'll be calling calling him cool up and down the road not gonna do that it's like it and it's a good it's actually a really realistic beat to play because yeah. like rural communities and smaller cities have all, there's always been pushback against like big box stores and franchises like Dollar General coming in because they essentially strangle 
the little mom and pop places that already oh, exist. Wait, so. wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a conversation for later after the podcast, but they do all that over a dollar journal. Now, I understand Walmart, but <laughs> think well, yeah, that's, because what I think that's what they're selling it as. It's basically a her own Walmart. Yeah, like a the Walmart. Thing with, um, the thing with Dollar Generals in particular with smaller, um, smaller communities, they're replacing grocery stores and creating food deserts. You know something? You're right. We'll talk about this later, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's move on to the next story. Meanwhile, while all this st- stuff is going on with her mother, Chanel talks to Allie about their 4th of July kiss, and she admits that she has feelings for Allie. Allie says she does, too, until Trip comes a-knocking. Chanel leaves to give them time to talk so Allie would end things. Instead, Allie drops her drawers. <laughs> And I did Chanel, not write that. <laughs> and Chanel catches her them. The next morning, Chanel raises hell and she moves out. Oh, I raise hell. <laughs> she was close to raising hell. Like she, she was, was she was giving a lot of heat. Yeah, she, was she, was, she, she was being shady as hell, but oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not doing y'all. I'm not doing it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> God, here we go. <laughs> As she leaves and walks through the square, she runs into Theo. They talk. They catch up. And then she just plants a kiss on them right then and there. Um, I'm going to say this. Didn't y'all say this actress who plays Chanel was on All Rise? She was. Well, it oh makes God. sense because she was making things rise over here. <laughs> mm, mm, I did mm, that. Mm, mm. You are a mess. I oh, love honestly. You I knew you were going to do that. I just was <laughs> The moment you mentioned all right. Right? I was no like, oh, this going. is this is going this is going to go part the pun south very <laughs> In that yes, moment, I'm loving her in the role. Um yeah, these scenes this week absolutely solidified. She's giving I me am... Ron Moss, but can act. Oh my God. Sure, um, that is quite a comparison. Wait, hold, I... hold on, hold on, hold on. Let Don't... me finish. And y'all know I'm a Brooke and Ridge fan for life, but Ron Moss can't damn act. I don't disagree. I just didn't expect you to say it. <laughs> me either. That was just so out of left field. Anyway. No, no um, let me explain. Let me explain. I don't because... think. <laughs> Because Precious is very much who's uh, his name is on the tip of my tongue. Oh my God, Thorsten K. <laughs> okay, sir, that is so inaccurate. She's not. She can. You mean, you mean, you mean but, as I mean, as far as the role is concerned, as far as yes, the role is concerned. Like she, she has more chemistry with everyone compared to Precious, even though Precious had a lot of chemistry with everyone. With except for Theo, I didn't really see the chemistry exactly. with Theo and Chanel with Precious, but I do see it with Raven. Exactly. I will give with you Raven, that. I was saying I can see the chemistry still with everyone else plus Theo, so she literally has chemistry with everyone involved on camera because those scenes with Theo and Chanel made me believe that they were together. Yeah, it, the it, scenes it, with Precious's version of Chanel and Theo, it was something it that was, was telling of, me, but I wasn't seeing. Exactly. It was a disconnect. But backtracking to the Ali Chanel stuff, yeah. I loved all of that. 
And like when I had first seen the spoilers that Chanel was going to suggest to Allie that she dump Trip, I had thought, whoa, okay, that's way out of left field. What's happening? Then the kiss happened. And I was like, okay, that makes more sense. And then Allie was the one who brought the kiss up and started the conversation. And I was like, oh, okay. So Allie opened the door and Chanel was just shooting her shot. Well, honestly, Allie kind of led Chanel on. I'm sorry, but she Allie, Allie was Allie was the fuckboy in that situation. Yeah, she, she, was, was, she, was, yeah. <laughs> she was. She acted like had she did this to a man, a man would have probably been outside trying to fight. I don't like. <laughs> I just need to understand her her thought process because she went from saying yes, I have feelings to for you. I wanted that kiss to happen to trip let's go to bed like I- yeah it was very weird it it's giving she's running away from her feelings yes yeah. and i i and, I, and-, I see, and now i'm getting hopeful for ali and chanel and i don't want to get my hopes up and, and like, well, don't get me wrong i'm kind of rooting for ali and trip in this situation which is surprising and, coming from you mainly because i want the at the this whole Sierra mess bullshit. I'm gonna get to that later. I want him to knock the frame out of Chanel. I want her to ask Aunt Maggie to borrow her wheelchair. <laughs> okay. I want him to tear her up because they both deserve it at this point. They, I, I, I feel like the rebound sex is coming. Yeah, me too, hundred percent. And I, I, I into a coma. Mind. Because especially with especially with what we know is coming with Thea, which we'll, we'll discuss later, but I feel like he's gonna like he's gonna run right out of everything, imploding with Ben and Sierra, right into Chanel, and things are just gonna happen. That's kind of where I see it going. I, I will her send this to Jan Spears. By- <laughs> <laughs> What's weird to me though, and maybe it's just me, but I. I don't understand why Allie can't date both of them. See, that's what I said. I tweeted the same thing. It's 2021, 2022 in Salem. She can easily say, I have feelings for both of you. I want to explore where this goes. As long as both of them- Are y'all saying separately? I mean, yeah. I could see them Look, dating together, well, me, but I don't see, see them. Me, me and Michael were on the same page. I'm thinking Russell, I wouldn't but, mind that if I thought that Tripp and Chanel were vibing with each other like that, but I don't think they are. I don't know. I'm thinking Tripp and Precious's version of Chanel were vibing like that. Oh, yeah, they were. I don't know. We haven't really seen enough of Raven and Tripp's, Raven's version of Chanel and Tripp together to really get... um a vibe off of them but much like all the other triangles on this show right now it's becoming very very lopsided is it though yeah for instance they didn't even show ali and trip's love scene up until until now that was the that was the story now it's ali denying her feelings for chanel and using trip as the way to do that well let's be honest we've been saying this for weeks Ron can't write a triangle to yeah. save his Well, life. I mean, it's true. And I would have I would have agreed with you that things were one-sided, but now things are kind of evening out because we're seeing Chanel's point of view, but we're also seeing Allie's point of view too. And they're playing it like Allie doesn't know what she wants, so they don't really know which way it's leaning. She her mama daughter. I, I think they're play- <laughs> <laughs> I think they're playing it like Allie is. I think Allie knows what she wants. She's clear. I think she can. She's starting to understand that they're playing it as she's using Trip 
to deny that. Yeah. And, and I kind of want, and I kind of want Trish to call her a, on it and yeah, run if, away. Because yeah. he's been or, here before. Mm-hmm. He he'll recognize it. the like tree. He, so to he already, he already sees it. So if have him say something at the very least, because he already because, told Ava about it. So he knows what's he, happening. He's literally, oh, okay, been, okay. he's literally been here before with Sierra, but at least when Sierra turned to trip and they had sex, it was because she believed that Ben tried to kill her and set that fire. There was nothing other, th- there was no kind of thought process as to why Allie made the decision that she made. She made the decision and it was like, okay, we're doing this, but I don't really understand why we're doing this. Uh, okay, okay, okay. We're talking about Ben and Sierra, so let's get to the really important characters. Did y'all no, I, see? I was just I was just mentioning that as a comparison because Trip has been here before, should recognize the signs, and should hopefully yeah. Run, but not I don't want to talk about her right now because I might get to randomly dragging her. So well, I, I was only bringing it up as a point of comparison. No other. But point. yeah, you're but the yeah. one who was going to take it there. I was not. But yeah, Trip. This is the second time this might happen to him. So I hope it doesn't happen to him because I don't want to see him whining and people talking about, oh, he's such a good guy. I mean, Trip and Trip and Allie better be the end game in terms of Lucas's job security, because like when he became when he became the second fiddle of the last triangle, not too long after they pivoted, yeah. he was at the job. Yeah. So if I were Lucas, I'd be a little nervous. I'm just saying. Well, let's talk about Theo and Chanel again. That kiss was something. It was, but they were, and I kind of really good together. And I kind of want to backtrack a little bit too. This was the first time where um, we actually got to see the awkwardness with the social cues with um, Theo. Like, yeah, I I I noticed that too. And it it was it was subtle, but it was nice that it was played because they haven't really been playing it up that much, and it was kind of nice to see. Well, uh, what I'm loving about it is they did it at the right time. Chanel has been around the canvas enough with her white counterparts to where it doesn't seem like they're just go ahead and jumping the put two black people together. So now I can enjoy it. Uh, And they even laid the groundwork for it with um, Precious's final scenes with Theo. Like that conversation they had at the party was kind of, kind of got my ball got the ball rolling in my head oh, like could we be going down a rebound road and then that scene in the square when she impulsively kissed him i'm like oh yeah he he may not be down for it at this moment but he's definitely down for it now i will say did anybody find it a little strange that he did not mention hey i'm engaged like five seconds after her after their kiss ended no because she was looking down and out like she was looking down bad yeah, like yeah, her, he, he, was, he could he, tell she was upset about something. I think he was just trying to figure out in that moment if he had inadvertently like let her on. Yeah, sent the wrong message. Okay, because to me, I'm like, if it were me, I would have been like, uh, sorry, but I'm engaged. But that's just me. These, I like what I like. What I'm liking about this story overall, between this bunch of young adults is they feel like young adults mm-hmm. like yeah. I, they don't do this on soaps right now for some reason it's weird like everybody's rushing to get married it it's nice to just see people trying to figure shit out and young people trying to figure shit out because i'm tired of old people trying to figure it out but young yeah, people trying so. to figure it out <laughs> 
younger people trying to figure it out. I wish more shows who I don't know who's responsible for writing this. Someone told me it's Ryan Kwan. I don't know for sure. But whoever's responsible, they need to lean into this and because they're doing it well. I wish they would do it with Claire too. Um, but they're doing it's it well. I'm enjoying clear. it. <laughs> Sorry. It's not wrong. It's a big Jesus. She, she ain't had none since what? Oh, wait, they never slept oh. together. No, before, she and Charlie before never the together. mental hospital. Oh, and who was that? Was that it was Trip? Trip. Oh yeah. Something about them Johnsons. Yeah, I'm about to say that. It might it might be the Johnson peen. Johnson, what did I Johnson. say, y'all? Did not say? Did I not say that Steve has demon dick? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, with the and JJ has Caleb. the dick of death. And, uh, apparently, he passed it down to um, his son, too. I'm just saying, <laughs> oh Lord Almighty. Anyways, speaking that's of how, Chanel, that's how Ava really should have died. Her and Joey should have been fucking. I no, really thanks, wish I'm they would have went that route, and then they she popped sh- up pregnant. <laughs> no, absolutely not God pregnant, no. but <laughs> absolutely they, the they definitely not. they definitely should have screwed. I would I would have loved to see Mary Beth Evans play that out. We can, we need to move on because I'm gonna. <laughs> but then but then again, they wouldn't have done it because it was still too close off of Eve and JJ. That wasn't that close. That was years ago. <sighs> JJ JJ's been had been reformed for years by the time Ava returned. And Ava, like three years Ava and Ava and Joey happened before even JJ. No, it didn't. Oh wait, no, it was after. But also, <laughs> is isn't there a possibility that uh, the actor playing Joey at the time was not legal? He wasn't was legal. he young? Was he? I think he was legal because he was old. I think he was out. Him and um, Kyler Pettis were the oldest of that bunch. Kyler was okay. born in ninety two. He was born in ninety four. So he was legal. Okay. No, I was. I wasn't sure because I thought maybe that could have played into why they didn't do it. The thing is, okay. th- when I started suggesting it, I went and looked up his age before I even said it on Twitter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like before I say see this, what that gets you. <laughs> you see what that gets you. I'm like, before anyways, I say this, let me figure out how old this kid is. <laughs> anyways, before running into Theo, Chanel runs into her mother, and she basically reads her into the ground again. Paulina has just been getting red left and right. <laughs> Deservedly so. Yeah. Because I'm still thinking about that plaque in the ground. <laughs> I was like watching the economy fall in 2009. <laughs> but, uh, but this was this was also Raven and and um, Jack A's first scene together, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I could see the resemblance. There was a big familiar resemblance. The casting has been doing really well with that lately. Um, it's not much to say. Chanel just read her for Philip again. I mean, no, again, talking about you can work at Price Town, Miss Man. <laughs> and she, oh, she yeah. like, I don't want. She's like, I don't want to work for Price Town. And even if I did, what do I tell Allie? And Paulina was like, Well, what about her? They're really establishing how much Chanel cares about Allie because I think it's the They're fact awesome. not even. As much as she's pissed at her mom for lying to her and misleading her about her own dreams, it's the fact that she did this to Allie's family and Allie's family legacy that's also twisting the knife even harder. Well, they're also solidifying how selfish Paulina really can be. Yeah. Just with that line. <laughs> so, well, what about her? Like, like, She really don't give a damn. <laughs> Honestly, at all. 
And nigga, well, I'm not even I'm not even mad about it. Like it's, it's right? entertaining. I mean, at this point, she doesn't really have a reason to be that invested in Allie's feelings or Allie's happiness. Yeah, I like that together. Well, let's move on to the next story. Before planting a big one on Chanel, Theo sees Nicole, who was having a bad day because it's her anniversary and she's alone. Theo tries to cheer her up and also gave her Brady's phone back. He was able to trace the number to Kristen, but it was a burner, so Nicole won't be able to contact Kristen. I really liked these Nicole and Theo scenes. Um, I really like that they're kind of building up her Carver connections and I'm hoping that they're going to be her safety net when everything implodes next week. It's just really nice for them to play those connections. And And then you know, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that, um, go ahead. Well, you know, Theo doesn't have a filter. So I'm waiting on people to start trying to drag Nicole and Theo just reads everybody in the room for Phil. <laughs> like Marlena tries to have a go. No. Uh, Marlena. <laughs> uh, Marlena. Is, is this really the road you want to go down, baby? You know that that's not going to be Theo. Theo is one who respects his elders, well, so he's not. He, hopefully, uh, he doesn't, hopefully he doesn't know that. They, he shouldn't yeah, he know, should that. know that. Yeah, he should not know that. I don't see Abe and Lexi sitting him down at any point in time. Maybe I was just a grown child because I knew all that stuff. <laughs> but they, but they would have absolutely kept that from Theo. And Theo, I don't think was the kid who knew everything. Like when when we saw little kid Theo and we saw Theo and Sierra together as friends as friends, Sierra, Sierra was always ass knew yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, Sierra the was the one is, who knew. Sierra the was the one who knew everything. Yeah, but why would he look it up? That's the thing. He would have Everybody a reason to look go up back. Sammy Brady would know the reason why Belle, why she kidnapped Belle and tried to put But why would her. Theo have a reason to look that up? That's what married, I'm she's married to his uncle. But wait, why, married to <laughs> why would that be public knowledge? Because she kidnapped her? But was she like, charged? No, she was never charged. But it would still be public knowledge. I mean, by the next day, the whole town knew. But we're we're diverting from the original point, as we always <laughs> tend to do. But I really do like that they're playing up Theo's connection to Nicole. Please give us Brandon too. Like Honestly. they should, they share yeah, a sibling. Us. And if we could maybe like throw Lonnie in there too, yes, like maybe do it. Give us all of Abe's quote unquote kids, whether the biological or not, in make them a thing it's nice to see honestly nicole needs something to tether her to the canvas because she cannot be tethered to rafe or eric or like and well they're we'll get to that in a minute about that later because i have some things but like she she needs something to anchor her to the canvas something tangible yeah and Abe and his family are the perfect way to do it. The history is already there. All you have to do is play it up. Yep. Yeah, those those Theo and Nicole scenes were really nice. Just as nice as the ones from the previous week. Yeah. I want I want to see like all of them together, like Abe, Theo, Nicole, yeah, and, I, and Lonnie. Just yeah, like I ooh. would honestly like to see if they could, you know, if Lonnie and Nicole could vibe, because also that would 
give you some tension and some drama to play when Kristen inevitably returns. Yep. Because now she's friends with someone that Kristen has victimized. Fucked with. You know, so I mean, like, there's layers that they could get into if they start building up those connections. And it makes sense. So they might as well, might as well go for it. Well, Nicole's bad day got way better when Eric comes home to surprise her. They have a romantic reunion and then decide to throw a last minute anniversary party with family and friends at the club. We might as well keep on going within the story. Meanwhile, Sammy is determined to get the truth out of Xander and Nicole, and she offers him one million for a recorded confessions of the affair. Once she finds out about the party, she wants him to come to the party and crash it with his announcement. While Sammy is trying to unearth the secrets, Lucas is toting around a half-burned letter and throwing it in whoever's face wants to fucking read it instead of actually just exposing it to everyone. Okay, first off, every story that happened this week just about cultivated at the party, so we're going to be at this party for a while, folks. Bear yeah. With yeah. First things first, somebody else talk for me before I go into, into All right, this. I'm just going to say it for you and you can tag on at the end because you are the Eric will stand on this podcast, but I... As a person who was not an Eric Cole shipper hardcore, felt so much pain this week. The Eric Nicole stuff, the dialogue physically hurt. Like it was so painful because he's so contrite and so sorry. And he's saying all the things we wanted to hear him say for a year. And at the same time, we know it's going to implode and it's all just going to be meaningless and God, why didn't they just kill him? My, thing, my yeah. thing is, he wasn't sorry enough for me. That part. Like, Nicole's just... Uh, I would have been snot <laughs> bubble crying in there. Because I would have known walking in, I fucked up. Terrible. Like, there's no way I could honestly make up with just words. I'm going to have to come in here and show my ass and get an Emmy. Like, so his apologies, they meant a lot, but at the same time, one, I knew it's going to end anyway, so it didn't really matter anymore. And two, he just wasn't sorry enough. He tried to excuse it. Even within his apologies, he tried to find, like, little excuses, and then he'll be like, oh, well, nothing can make up for that. So don't present it as you can make up for it. Like, thing is, I'm, I don't care about the storyline right now. Y'all know how I feel about it. But my dream for it, the way it, for it, it's ending is for Nicole to tell Eric to kiss her ass. I'm just like, you left your brand new wife after waiting two decades to actually be, for her to be your wife. And then you just come back and act like everything's supposed to be good. Yeah, she fucked your mortal enemy, but you just left her. You That's created, I, you I created to- this mess, Eric. I have a very weird perspective on that, I guess, because like I'm I'm an army brat. So I grew up in an environment where someone's parent was always gone. Like I remember from my kindergarten up until about the middle of first grade for like oh 18 months, my father was 
in Korea and we were in Oregon. So like, and all of my friends, like when you grow up on an army base, someone's spouse is always gone and they're gone for a long time. So like separation doesn't hit me the way that it hits y'all, I guess, because it's it's something you grew up around and it's yeah, something that was normal for you. Yeah, it's it's a normal thing that people go through. And like I'm not defending Eric because he should have been home months ago, but they did talk about it and she did tell him to go. He didn't he initially decide to go on. Initially, yes, but it was only he supposed to be for decide, a few weeks. No, my point is he didn't just decide to go on his own. He now, like I said, he should have been back months ago. He never should have extended it past, past the point where you know they agreed for him to stay. But it's not like he packed up in the middle of the night and fled. True. She had oh. to push him to go. He didn't want to. Right. So it's, it's like y'all are y'all are putting all of this on him. This is a mutual decision. No, but at the same time, she didn't sign up for as long as he was gone for. My issue isn't the, even the fact that he was gone. It's the reason he was gone. Like, I don't care about you playing white savior in some yeah, I mean, African like, country they won't mention on screen. Right. Get your ass back to Salem. This ain't, you don't get no brownie points for me for this. Right. Like, I'm not, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not saying he was not wrong. I'm just saying that, you know, this. And I think, honestly, he would forgive the infidelity if it was anybody other than Xander. And that has always been my sticking point. She could have uh, slept point. with she could have slept with Brady. She could have slept with Rafe. She could have slept with Joe Schmo off the street, and Eric probably would have forgiven her. Well, my it's the Xander is, of it all that's gonna kill it for him. Well, my hope is I hope Eric and his family doesn't cut ties with Holly. Mainly because they basically adopted Holly into the fold, and it's gonna make everyone look fucking terrible if they just kind of cut that off. I don't think they will, but I will say, I take this as a grain of salt because it is Soap Opera Digest after all, but soap up, the Soap Opera Digest article about their split did kind of lead me in the direction of that this is going to end up being, a, yeah, a hurtful conversation at the start, but more so of an honest, mutual, hey, obviously something is fundamentally wrong here if I felt it was okay for me to keep extending and you felt the need to lash out the way you did kind of a thing so I don't know if it's good I don't know if it's going to end up ending as ugly it may start ugly yeah I don't think it's going to end ugly that was that's ugly for me because it didn't have to be this way at all no well that's true regardless if they ended mutually or ended better it did not have to be this way. And I'm still going to be pissed regardless. Oh, you should be. Absolutely. Because they could have recast it. They could have just killed them. They did not have to they bring him back. Missing. Exactly. Yeah. His father was at one point. They could have just had him I mean, missing. Literally, like, they had the perfect opportunity when he was supposed to fly home at Christmas. Right? The plane disappeared. So- exactly. Yep. And instead they did this. They brought him home on their anniversary. And now their anniversary is forever going to be tied with this mess. And it just, it twists the knife. And now we can pivot onto the Sammy part of all of this. Like, I can't Sam- wait for, I cannot wait for Nicole to bring that bitch to her knees. 
Oh, I'm she's so gonna and she's her. gonna she's gonna bring that letter right to EJ. Because Philip is Philip is gonna give the letter to Nicole and Nicole is gonna give the letter right to EJ. And I am ready for it because Sammy has not learned her fucking lesson. She She never does. She is sacrificing her sibling, her twin this time, yet again, in service of getting revenge. Exactly. And it's in service of getting revenge on Nicole. That was what motivated her in getting in getting Jan out of the insane asylum in New York. And we saw what happened there. And now she is literally humiliating her twin brother in front of their entire family for shits and giggles. I really hate. Okay, now wait, stop. No, that's not it. Let's be honest about, we're going to be honest about a thing. And I love Nicole. So this, I love Nicole and I love Sammy. So this isn't me taking sides. But if you knew that someone was cheating on your twin, you're going to bust them. Yeah, let's but not you don't, pretend you that don't, don't do that. No, from everyone, everyone, I'm though, not saying sorry. the way that she's going about it is <laughs> the okay, way she's doing it. Is y'all are specifically to, to, y'all are acting as if she should be like, no, oh, I'm not. No, I'm. This she isn't coming from easily, a good place, bro. Because if it was coming from a good place, she would have pulled her brother to the side as soon as she found out he was in town and exactly. told him that you're and being instead, malicious to cut the knife and the coal. Exactly. She's not caring about Eric's feelings in this at all, because if she were, she would not be doing this in front of their entire family and getting him humiliated. If this were about protecting her twin brother, she would pull her brother to the side when has and she play ever? the recording. When has she ever? Exactly. Oh, that's, she- why nothing, that's why I never give her any grace, because none of her things, every time she tries to sugarcoat it as for the greater good, is really for her. So, no, I'm sorry. If she would have pulled him to the side, wrote him a letter, called him, I would be like, okay. Or even gone with the original plan of a recorded confession and played it for him in a private room one-on-one. That would have been fine. Y'all are but asking this... Sammy to do things that Sammy would not do. Sammy is almost <laughs> 50. <laughs> we, think it's, okay, but she think is it's, who she is. We understand Sammy is who she is. So this is the reaction she's going to get. <laughs> like, it's, she's wrong. She's dead wrong. I'm not saying she's right. I'm just saying that all of her motivation is not, oh, I hate Nicole, so let's destroy Nicole. It's there coming is a, off that there way. Is, there is some, okay, this is my brother. My brother deserves better than okay, this. Because she has that. always felt like her brother deserved better. Even before but Nicole did anything to Sammy. She has if always If Eric felt- was with any other woman and the woman in question was not Nicole, would she be caping this hard? You honestly think she wouldn't? If it were, no. if it were Chloe, I don't know that. Don't think that she would. If it were, like, because this is Sammy. I don't. I don't think she would need to humiliate the person if it weren't Nicole. I think this, she would actually okay, do it. That in it. I will give you. But she gets I, off she on humiliating Nicole. No matter the problem who it is, was, Eric is going to catch the string. Yeah. No matter who it was, and she, she would d- absolutely blow it up. And. She, and she would find a way to do it in the worst way possible because it's Sammy and that's what she does. Yeah, that's that's Sammy. That's all you would Sammy. think after Hurricane Jan, she would actually think about the and, like what this is back, gonna going back to what I was saying. I hate the fact that Eric is leaving now because I really wanted to be exposed that Sammy was behind the whole thing. And I want Eric to rip her a new one. She did it to Belle. Now she's doing it to him. Well, the thing is, this this is really what's it. Like Sammy went so low. The Jan thing wasn't even the worst thing she did recently. She went so low as to get 
Ben to try to strangle Will's memory back. Like it's this is this is my exactly this is my point. This is Sammy. The issue right now is I don't think that she's going to get the dressing down that she needs right now. No, because I don't don't think anybody's going to know. Because I think Eric's going to walk out of the room when Nicole basically says it's on, bitch, to Sammy before she goes after him. I think at that point, like Eric's going to punch Xander's lights out and then storm out. It's just, Sammy is just she's so destructive. Like, yeah, like, like she's her own worst, and she can't get out of her own way. And no. even when she's doing the right thing, it's always in the wrong way. It's always in the worst way possible. The most I'm as speaking of someone who's not a huge Erica fan, the most irritating part about this is the fact that Eric and Nicole's wedding was about Sammy. Eric and Nicole's ending is about Sammy. Oh. They they don't give a damn about yeah and nicole they really they don't, don't they don't give a damn about eric and it's weird because he's eric fucking brady but he's they've roman never cared him, about eric he's brady. roman and marlena's son he's sammy's twin brother he's like it makes no he's sean and caroline's first um firstborn grandson they named this character after whoa, somebody whoa, who ended whoa, whoa, up whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> i just i did mean, they named him before they knew him. Didn't they? No, I know that. But the, fact I that the fact that they made him a priest makes it a lot more awkward, too. Right. <laughs> they, don't, okay. they don't care about Eric, and it's it's shocking. Like, it's weird. Like, I thought, yeah, it is. It, I thought it, the previous regimes didn't care about Eric. Ron don't give a fuck. No, but I don't think anybody has ever cared about Eric, even all the way going back all the way to when they were kids, because even when like the Tale of Two Romans stuff came out and it was and about Sammy and Care. Sammy, Sammy got more point of view out of that, even before they brought in Ali Sweeney, like Sammy got more point of view out of that thing than Eric did. And then it took them four years after they brought Sammy in to bring in Eric. And it only took them a year after they brought in Allie to bring in Johnny. Yep, they, they do not care. And then it took them 13 years after Jensen Ackles left the role, or 12 years, to give us a recast Eric. And then they proceeded to do nothing with him for damn near a decade. It is no wonder. Hold on Greg now. Hold the on. thing is, he started... I like the pre-story a lot. I hated it, but it was And then I liked sto- him with Jennifer. It, it was a story. First. Him getting hooked on pills and falling for Jennifer was a story, or was it what? Oh, he was an alcoholic, but like no, it, it was, was pill. No, I, Jennifer. Was Jennifer pill was pills. Jennifer. Eric mm. was an alcoholic, but like it made sense. Him getting so, out of prison it was a story, and trying to reacclimate. Well, okay, well the first blow was when they tried to kill Generic. I loved that damn couple, and then they started making donuts and friendship bracelets. That explains the name. <laughs> it's and then Ari left. Ari Zucker. Wait, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, who the hell are you talking about? <laughs> it, it, a blow after blow after blow. And then by that the point, Serena bullshit and the elephant and the dying. Well, no, that that was before all that. Because when Ari left, then he got tattled with Sarah and they never. Yeah, the thing like the things with Eric has have been very hit or miss. Like sometimes it works, sometimes it just really, really doesn't. <laughs> and at some point it seems like they just gave up. And it's weird. And it's no wonder that Greg Vaughn left because Greg Vaughn was promised Eric and Nicole as a story, was promised Eric and Nicole getting some center focus, and it never happened. I'm shocked he came back. 
Me too, honestly. Because both him and Christian Alfonso told them to kiss their ass. <laughs> like, so I didn't think we were getting Greg Vaughn back. That's why I was pushing for a recast. Mark Lawson. Yep. Well, somebody said he's too short. power over him. <laughs> so, yeah, Dylan Ari said he's too stallion. short. <laughs> Here's my thing. Here's my thing. The two choices I have for Eric Brady, Ari is going to tower over them because my other one is Billy Miller. God, no. Um, Brandon Quinn, you can get him. Who? I don't know him. It, okay. You know what? <laughs> See, we are so far off the beaten you, path. Where are we supposed well, to We're on the same me. story. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you lost me with Christian Keys as Brandon Walker. But this one, you've lost your casting abilities. No, why, why did I lose you with Christian Keys? I just want to know. Because... Brandon is supposed to be Hispanic past, and that man is black or than black. <laughs> anyway. Brent- <laughs> you wasn't watching they cast they, ca- they cast Matt before they decided to make Abe his daddy. Put no, but way. even still, even still, you wasn't watching this. Faye is a blonde haired, blue eyed white woman. Yeah, but their That's- dad was. <laughs> but their dad was Hispanic, so they yeah. thought that he was Hispanic for a minute. Like and, then, Nicole, and, now, and now that he's not, it looks no, weird. No, no, here's the thing. But you know the crazy thing about that? The big taboo thing was that Nicole was white passing Latina. Those castings have been weird to me since I started watching this show. <laughs> I wish they played on that more, by the way. Last time they mentioned the fact that Nicole was half Latina was when she was in scenes with race. So you might be getting it. Get her some Rosetta Stone. Anyway... <laughs> Well, that's the podcast title. (laughs) I was going to say off the beaten path because we have zigged instead of zagged so many times off this this episode. Good Lord. Anyways, Philip is dealing with his love triangle. Um, He drops Chloe off at Basic Black and he and Brady get into another pissing contest. And... Brady decides to take them to the Eric Cole party and Philip decides to crash it just so he can cock block. Well, no, he didn't crash the party. Chloe invited him to stay and then proceeded to spend not a single minute like, with oh, okay, so Wait, that at the got party? Cut. I was confused as to why he was there. Oh, well, he, and, he, and Lucas were already, he and Lucas were already talking before the party was happening. Yeah. Oh, so they Phillip, just stayed. Philip uh, and Lucas were on his way upstairs on their way upstairs to finish their conversation in Lucas's room when Brady and Chloe came in and then Chloe invited Philip to stay. I would have oh. cussed Chloe ass clean out because you do not I wanted my- to cuss both Brady and yeah, Philip that, out that, this that, week. That that me, like it is turned into a dick measuring contest between the two of them and Chloe just shuts the fuck up and says nothing. I need both of them to shut up. Like What's at this mean? point at this point Philip has gotten the girl so he needs to stop rubbing it in Brady's face like you got the girl. That's why he's going to lose her. <laughs> that's and then that's Brady, right there. And Brady needs to back the fuck up because Chloe has at this point made her choice. You have no right to tell Philip to stay away from her when by what you by everything that she's told you, Philip is what she wants. It's like, honestly, they're like two dogs peeing on her leg to mark their territory. And it's just. It's gotten really immature and really annoying really to, fast. Y'all are too grown for this. To be yeah. honest, they act, they act a lot like Victor. <laughs> yeah. And I, it, it's, um, unfortunately, not even, not even a lie. 
but I just need, I need Chloe. And even if they're gonna do, and if they're gonna do this, okay, fine. Have Chloe shut them down. If well, they're uh, well, gonna, well, I, have, I have a question really fast before I forget. Did Jennifer Aniston let her dad out the leash so he can come back? <laughs> yes. yes so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They'll, they'll be Thank back. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> we need them. We need them. Yeah, we do need him for this. Because I like, need him on the couch with the tomatoes as Chloe walks in the room. <laughs> Boo, you whore. Get out of my um, house, you whore. Boo, I think by boo. the time Victor and Maggie come back, I think there's going to be some sort of movement. And Maggie's coming back, too? God, I missed a lot. Where the hell have you been? Yeah, it was, that was a, a news Wait, what, bite, I think. Was I he think, here the week we talked about that? I think no, I was but on he's vacation. Suppo- no, but he supposedly listened to the podcast where he wasn't on, <laughs> so he should have heard it. <laughs> I'd be high, Tony. Damn. Anyway. Are we going to talk about the Philip Lucas? Yes. Because okay. I, <laughs> I love the Philip Lucas scenes. I love the, the brothers thing. And like Philip just kind I, I, of listening honestly, to the story. I love it. It's refreshing because they never really played Philip as a brother of Lucas and Austin. They mainly play Austin and Lucas's brothers, and Philip was the bald-headed stepchild in the operation. <laughs> well, to be uh, by the time, like Lu- I think, by the time the age difference, yeah, it's also but, the yeah. age difference and the stories, and like Luke, Lucas was drunk ninety-five percent of the time that Philip was was <laughs> aged, and then then you had the fire, so then he was gone, and then by the time he came back, Jay was gone. Mm. Yeah. They kind of like two ships passing night. They always miss each other. Yeah. Yeah, It made sense because Lucas and Austin were full grown ass men when Kate when Kate was Yeah, they were they were they were already at war over Carrie when the truth about who they who Lucas was came out. And like, I mean, they never really played Lucas and Philip up even when Philip was a baby, or at least they haven't in so far as what I've seen. But even still, they never played him up with any of his siblings with Kate. They mainly played him with Brady as as cousins, yeah, and then they didn't because they didn't even pay, play him and Bo that much either. Yeah, no. Uncle and nephew, They're uncle and nephew, right? Yeah, uncle and nephew. Yeah. yeah. So I, it, it's nice that they're that they're finally able to play it up because they're finally both in town, and I want more of the Philip who is in scenes with Lucas and less of the Philip who is laying claim to Chloe because that's always been the turnoff for me with Philip and Chloe is that he always gets so possessive of her once they're in a relationship. And I just, I, I need it to stop. I need it to stop. I need Chloe to just stop this. Those scenes though, with Philip and Lucas, honestly, all they did was kind of reaffirm for me that it's going to get ugly because he, when he was telling, he literally told Lucas to fight dirty to reclaim the woman he loved. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was giving and, me Victor Kiriakis. Yep. <laughs> and we know, like, I know that people, you know, I know some people are like, um, you know, Philip's grown or whatever, but listen, Philip is Philip. And when Philip is insecure, Philip gets deceitful and manipulative and he plays. Look, Philip Philip hasn't exactly grown that much because look what happened when he was with Belle. Right. He he he, fe- like, he found out that sh- that Claire wasn't his and he ran with that child. Like he did not want to give her up. 
he's he is who he it's like insecurity is his kryptonite and Bra- and brady it's kind of brady's incredibly too. insecure no brady and- just has mommy issues really bad <laughs> and it's like whenever <laughs> philip whenever philip gets insecure philip gets a little dark-sided and all that conversation had me like okay this 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 is where they're gonna go here because I've been feeling like this isn't so much of a triangle as it is Philip and Chloe being in a bump in the road on the way to Philip and Brady. Brady and I'm, I mean Brady and Chloe. <laughs> yeah, but because like, and you could see it too because even at the party, like she invited him to stay, but she spent all her time with Brady. Yep. Yeah. Which, as somebody who is hardcore shipping Broy right now, like I loved watching them off in the corner together with John and Marlena like it was great but I'm also like girl you invited him to stay and then you don't spend even a millisecond Which of time again, with him. Which again would out because who are you to invite some people to my party? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would have yeah, dodged her ass out. It's, it's very apparent and I may be misreading it I'm just saying to me it seems very apparent that you don't think you're misreading it because either I don't know if I don't I think things are going to get very ugly very quickly especially with Philip being the one that, that exposes the Lumi affair to or inadvertently because he gives the letter to Nicole who gives it to EJ so things are going to get very complicated very quickly and depending on how Chloe reacts to that now normally I don't think that she would have an issue with the fact that Philip chose to implode Sammy's life after the tumor lie however if EJ goes nuclear and decides to make her life a living hell of basic black that could complicate things and if she chooses to distance herself from Philip Philip could then try to play dirty to keep her yeah I, I think he will anyway I just, that's just the vibe that I get so I they, is there anyone else they could bring in as a fourth for this? Abby. Abby who? Devereaux? I'm she's here got, for that. I mean, she's got a lot going on already. Abby and Philip. Oh, yes. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I wouldn't hate it. I'm, that was start the Demera Kiriakis feud all over again. But oh, with no. Chad as the heavy, I don't think that works. I mean, I, <laughs> we Chad could say Philip, though are pretty. I mean, we could say Gabby too, because Gabby's going to try to convince Philip to hire Jake, and then when Philip apparently implodes at Titan, she wants Jake to be CEO, which is never going to fucking happen, girl. Like, sorry. Yeah, I like, saw that scene. That was weird. <laughs> that that, okay, that was weird. Let's move on to that story, shall we? Well, I have one I final... For, which I forgot to put on the outline, so I'm just bringing it up now. Okay. okay. Before we move on from Philip, Brady, and Chloe, I just want to have my final thought. Thank you, Rachel, because you, we all know Jennifer Aniston has been campaigning <laughs> to get John Aniston out that damn set. So thank you for letting him return. Um... Gabby, Jake, Tony, remind me what they did this week because I honestly forget. They literally talked about the letter and how Jake wants to take down EJ. I remember they have sex. Oh, yeah, they had sex. And then, like, yeah, in the kitchen, he was whining and complaining about. (laughs) 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 
he was whining and complaining about not having a job anymore. So Gabby said that he would talk to Philip and because Philip thinks she's the bee's knees, her exact words. So she's going to get Philip to give him a job. And then when Philip inevitably implodes the CEO, Jake would be there to pick up the pieces, which is never going to fucking happen as long as Victor is breathing. Listen, I want to see Victor just start cackling. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, I have some thoughts. Um, First off, they picked a hell of a look for Gabby, because that was... That was a good look, that 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 leopard shirt. Listen, she rocks the leopard, because I remember she had, like, a leopard dress on, like, a couple years ago. That was, whew, so good. But she, yeah, she rocks the leopard look. Okay, my second part is an episode. <laughs> my second part is since Jake wants nothing to do with the Ramirez, why don't they pull out some contracts for Linda Dano and Yvonne Massar? I, I cannot say his name right now. I think it's Marseille. Marseille. Make him Jake Alamay. Okay, you really need to get the hell out of my head. Well, you probably also have to listen to the podcast you weren't on because I think somebody said this too. <laughs> and I also tweeted it earlier this week. Oh my god. Like I even suggested that they undemare him completely. Like yeah. No 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 keep the demir blood in him. I can live uh, with it. So make him not no, let me God darn let me finish. Make him a rival for the Demaris. Have him go by Jake Alamane. Vivian yes. hears of this in the prison and she goes I'm and very honored that you decided to take my name. Literally. Here, and gives him money to start up his own locomotive company. Or even, even if we're going to keep him in the corporate realm, resurrect Alamein Industries. I wouldn't even say that. Start a locomotive group. He knows cars. He loves luxury cars. Start from there. Build from up within a year. Alame Industries or whatever he decides to name it, booms. That makes him a huge competition between the Merit Enterprises. It, that gives them the rivalry, the Alamans versus the Demeras. Honestly, it all started with a Ruby 40, 50 years ago. Yeah, like you literally need to get out of my head because I, I said this either last week or the week before on the podcast, and I know I tweeted it earlier this week. So right. we are of one mind. It there, is creepy. <laughs> there, there's plenty of potential there. I don't know why they just won't use it. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, like, I, okay. Like, no shade. No no shade to any Jake fans. But as it is right now, there is no way in this world or the next you are going to convince me that he is a Matt Tree Jake. Yeah. at all Stefan Stefan was it's Tyler Christopher yeah. Stefan let me rephrase because yeah. <laughs> not Brandon Stefan but this Jake is not it like he feels he doesn't fit in the Numera clan and he all. never did so and I would prefer the they lean into that they push him out and he becomes a quote-unquote element but even with that like he's unless like they're going to they would have to I don't know, miracle Vivian's way out of prison or something, because let, let's not, we're going to call a thing a thing. Jake's success was not Jake's success. Jake's success was Kate's success. Yep. Yeah. And now, so, Jay's, now Jay's success again is going to be Gabby's. Like it's not going to be his own. 
Yeah, like, I, and Jake's entire success, if we want to call it as a character, is only because of Brandon Barash. Like, the popularity of Brandon as an actor is the only thing that is keeping him on the show right now. Yep. It's like, you know, if they want me to believe that he is a viable rival for EJ or even for Philip, then they are going to have to put in the work to, to make that. Because I could I could buy him one up in Chad because Chad's an idiot. Yeah. So like <laughs> him getting the best of Chad was believable. Him getting the best of EJ, absolutely nah. the fuck not. It would it would be Clyde getting the best of Victor and Stefano all over again. And I called bullshit on that and I'd call bullshit on this. Yeah, it's just yeah. He, he doesn't need to be immersed in the Damaris at all. He doesn't you, fit. He it doesn't fit. And it's it's glaring that he doesn't fit. And he never did. I I, I side eyed it the minute they moved them into that mansion. And if they, to be honest, if they hadn't tried to make him mold him into the quote unquote perfect demeanor, having him wear suits, and it, pro- I probably wouldn't hate it as much. But this is also part of the reason why I stopped liking Chad for so long. The moment they stripped him of what he was when he was first introduced, I stopped caring. Jake being positioned as the as the outsider, the black sheep, the one who doesn't fit worked. Putting him in a suit and putting him, making him the CEO doesn't work. At all. It, it basically, like, it kind of, the character lost some of his, it quick, he quickly lost um, what was intriguing about him. Because imagine Stefano and Vivian having to look and realize the grease monkey is their son. Because right. <laughs> what they should have done, instead of leaning into the Demaris, like once he found out he was a Demara, he rejects it, and then maybe have Chad, Chad trying to woo him for his vote. Because even though he doesn't want to be a part of the Demara family, he still, as a Demara son, has a board vote. And let's say, like Chad and EJ are trying to duke it out as CEOs, and they need Jake's vote in order to be able to break the tie, kind of a thing. Like that would have worked and made made more sense than this. Yeah, like him being the outsider who reluctantly deals with his family could have worked, but this don't. They they should almost write it, write Jake the way they wrote Jason Morgan in dealing with the quartermates. Yep. Yeah. I was just thinking that like that would work. Like Jason doesn't talk about the EOQ unless someone has to ask him directly about it like it happened on GH this week like <laughs> like Jake doesn't fit here and I hope they figure that out and try something else with him the island angle would be great but I don't see them figuring that out because they haven't figured it out yet <laughs> I'd be okay if they brought back the mob angle and like maybe Paulina's ex is tied into the mob I mean, just something because honestly like they need something to make Jake Jake because right now he's stepping. Jake is an appendage. He's, he's a twin brother. That's it. He's an appendage to every female they've tried to pair him with because they used him to intro Gwen and then they pivoted him off of Gwen onto Gabby and then onto Kate. And he's never, he's always been an extension of whatever his relationship was. They've never yeah. fleshed him out as a character. He's, on not, his he's, own. Not, a, he's not a character. He's just. He's, he, he, he's a Demera by blood, but he's not, doesn't feel like a Demera. He sleeps with women, but that's it. Like, it's just, it's, 
I want to like him because I like Brandon Barash, but it's hard. I don't yeah. care. I just give me give me something. Because right now they've given they gave him Stefan's family, they gave him Stefan's job, they gave him Stefan's wardrobe, they gave him Stefan's wife. Like okay. they might as well have just made him Stefan at this right? point. <laughs> and the thing is, when they when he was going to when he went to EJ with the letter, I got excited. And then they had him not do it. I'm like, he needs to act like a Demera first before he decides to reject that part of himself. He doesn't act like one yet. They should have had him do it, have Gabby get pissed off because it hurts Sammy, and then have them rebuild from there. But I, but of course, they want Sammy to be the one behind revealing that. So, Speaking of EJ, there was something else I forgot to put on the outline. What did we think of the EJ Bell scenes? this week weird. okay so okay so it wasn't just me it was weird they had chemistry and I was trying to ignore <laughs> no it wasn't even that for me it was just a simple fact though ej had a lot to do with john's death so Thank you. yeah it was so okay, strange so- like i'm glad that, that part of it bo- that part of it bothered friendly. me too they I'm were too friendly that, i'm glad that ej was like why are you hugging me this is weird <laughs> <laughs> He did. He did say that, and he was. She was like, "I'm just happy to see you back, like in the land of the living." But she shouldn't be. Exactly. But it also, it was also weird because they had this weird, inappropriate chemistry. And which, I know, which I, I, don't, I know, I know they're not going to go here and they're not going to act on it. But yeah, if well, Martha I mean, can, if they paired Brady with Kristen, I anything's possible. Listen, we just got Sean and Bell to a stable place after 16 goddamn years. No fucking fake you. I don't want it. I'm just saying, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to move on from this. I can't even comprehend what Nick was just trying to do. No. I don't want it. I'm just saying. Okay. I wouldn't, anyway. I wouldn't be shocked. Ron is messy. Anyway. <laughs> Bonnie wants to propose to Justin and ask Kayla to be her matron of honor. Uh, you skipped something. We're getting to that last Tony. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Aria, edit that out. Bonnie wants to propose to Justin and ask Kayla to be her matron of honor. She proposes and Justin says no, and she runs out before finding out why. It turns out he wants to propose, and he does, which she says yes to. And they celebrate by buying and dropping her draws. First off. I don't give a single flying fuck about any of this. Well, since you're going to be rude. First off, (laughs) Justin was talking that talk. You hear me? He is a curiosity. Because the way he was talking to Bonnie, it, it, it wasn't nothing else for her to do but to drop her draws. And that's what she did. So, um, Yeah. I like the couple. I, I like them a lot, but I'm not stupid, and I'm going to call it what it is. It's a disservice to these two actors because, quite honestly, if they played them right and gave them the proper opposite attract storyline that wasn't shown every three months, it would have been good and a lot of people would have cared, but you keep pulling them out every three months for comic relief and now you're trying to do this big romance wedding type thing is doing a disservice to the pairing and the actors. 
And, and that's my thing too. That's part of why, that is why I don't care. It's not on enough for me. And Wally and Judy's chemistry together is not enough for me to be invested in a storyline they barely play. Like, that's my thing. Like, I love Wally and Judy. I love them. And I could get invested in Justin and Bonnie. I really could if we saw them. And also, if they... I, if they, if when we saw them, we saw them in scenarios that make sense because I don't understand this incessant need to shoehorn Steve and Kayla into this. Yeah, they don't need it, to be here. And doesn't exactly. The, I mean, like, given how things went between Justin and Kayla, and given Steve exactly a year ago about like, Bonnie, like, it, why, why, why? And then they're making Kayla come off looking bad because quite honestly those scenes with her and Bonnie I was calling her every bit of a stone cold bitch because she was she was just rude the entire time about it if she didn't want to be there she should have just said that from the jump but also I wish they would lean into the fact that Justin is kind of a mess because exactly a year ago at this point he was at the altar getting ready to marry Kayla and a year later he is proposing to his wife's doppelganger I mean I I have that's another thing I have said from the beginning Justin up until these last scenes like this was the first time that I saw any sort of okay he has I can under I can I can buy that there are some real feelings here because he has always come off to me as a man who hasn't grieved his wife and doesn't want to be alone Adrian died five minutes later. He was engaged to Kayla that collapsed five minutes later. He's dating Bonnie. Now he wants to run down the aisle. Like, Hopefully Victor's return will be the I mean, sounding it, board for this. Yeah, he's just coming off as a man who, who's, who's, he didn't properly grieve his wife and he doesn't want to be alone. That's what it's giving. Well, I'm hoping that it's a long engagement. I hope they also play some romance in that long engagement because exactly. I think I could I think I could really like them if they played a romance, but right? they haven't. At, this, really point, I'm not, at this point, I don't expect points. I don't expect to see them for another three months. And at that point, it'll be the night before their wedding. Jesus Christ. I mean, they haven't even given us a relationship to really play up no, and the art. Like, He's already put a ring on it. So at this point. I'm guaranteeing you that part of the reason that Maggie and Victor are back are probably for Justin and Bonnie's wedding. And we're not going to see Justin and Bonnie much between now and whenever that wedding takes place. It's weird when General Hospital is using Wally Kurth better after right. the way they treated the court of mates. <laughs> like it's... Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> Last story of the week. Uh... Yeah. So Sierra goes lawyer hunting. You said lawyer or liar? No, it's what? lawyer hunting, love. <laughs> like, I'm like, who's lying? <laughs> Same difference, if I'm being honest. But <laughs> I'm free-forming off the um, docket, y'all, so bear with me. But You could literally um, just read what I wrote. Girl, let me host. Damn. Anyways, <laughs> she goes lawyer hunting. She stops by Bell and Sean Douglas's. Sean Douglas kind of tells her. No, that all happened. That all happened last week. Today was only. They only had one episode. That was Monday, and it was strictly Justin. 
Okay, so she's at Justin's house trying to beg him to be a lawyer. And then Effie Weston busts in and basically says, and I uh-uh, no, 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 no. Okay, no. I'm, Anyways. I'm, I'm going to take over this recap because you ain't even recapping it right. Show. Mute her mic. Anyways, basically, Justin says, it's going to be somebody to be your lawyer, but it ain't going to be me. And he basically leaves them there to fight. <laughs> and now we tell a story. So how did y'all feel about this whole little rendezvous? Did you unmute Tony? Unmute Tony. (laughs) (laughs) It is up to her to unmute. I didn't know you fucking muted me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, unmute Tony, please. Jesus Christ, on a cracker. Anyway, (laughs) I got through it, didn't I? How did y'all feel about this story? I loved it. So I'm just going to jump off and say I loved it the stuff with Ben and Sierra in the mansion. Like, I love the chemistry in those scenes. I love the fact that when um, Ben told her that she was the one who saved him from being executed, she shut right up. She was like, I did that. That moment to me was great. The one thing I didn't like and the one thing I continue to not like is the fact that she is using Theo and is now choosing to marry Theo on her anniversary with Ben just to be a petty, spiteful bitch. And when she did that, I literally screamed because I was not expecting it. But the minute he said our anniversary is next Thursday, I was like, oh, this bitch is going to choose to marry Theo on their wedding day. And I'm just like, this is not painting Sierra in a good light. It is clear that Ben is affecting her. It is clear that she is running away from her feelings and she is using Theo as a safety net and it is not making her look good. It is not making Theo look good because Theo is allowing this. And I just, I didn't like that part of it. They're part of the same space. They're part of the same time. I mean, I've said... All I'm going to say about this story. We we cannot afford that song, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm waiting. I've said all I'm going to say about the story. I'm going to say that just because you have to edit that out. But um, I'm ready for it to be over. Yeah, to hell with both of them. Honestly, Honestly, Um, this this screams more of, oh, we have to emphasize Ben's pain. I'm over it. We all have pain. I'm back. Yeah, it ended. Get Theo out of this story. Let him let his hair down like he did in the promo. He got his shape moisture on. Let's just Please, move on. <laughs> right? Yeah. Let, let's and let's this is coming on. from the era high present to hell Le- with the era. Le- move on. To hell I'm- with her. Chelsea hit the wrong one. <laughs> she wasn't I bored mean, she, yet. She wasn't bored yet because she was never going to hit her anyway. Let, let me I explain. Let didn't. me explain. She should have hit Bo and rendered him sterile. <laughs> Imagine your swap baby being the reason you can't have some more kids. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. But yeah, to hell this with story them. Needs, 
it needs to end. It's bad. It's so bad. It's so and nobody bad. nobody but Theo looks good in it. Like Theo doesn't even look that good in it to me, to be Theo honest. Theo doesn't look that good, but he doesn't look as awful as people are painting him out to be. Yeah. But they've been painting him out to be awful since it was announced that he was going to be part and of it. He was very innocent. He still is in my eyes because he, he's going to ever saying. Where he really went wrong for me was proposing. Like I need, but I need point of view from Theo. But at the same time, if she's giving off those vibes of "it's okay," can you? But also, that? she's I'm, also giving off vibes of "I'm running away," and he's not calling her on it either. So he's, I, he's coming off to but me. Whose fault is that? She's giving off a vibe of "it's okay." You know, he, he ne- he's never calling her, calling her on her shit. But I'm but also, he should. I'm and, also but, not fully convinced that that was the original plot point. I think it was originally that she was she was supposed to propose. I just all of the I said it last week. She's been in control. She's been making every decision. Why is that the one decision she didn't make? That, but, then, but, but then you turn around and have her choose her and Ben's wedding date as the date for her to marry Theo. It it screams of we just switched that for some reason. And desperation. Also, too, like if she had been the one to propose, you damn you damn well know that when Ben said the only reason she said yes to you is because she's running from me, she absolutely would have corrected I him wish in that Theo moment. Would just pop that fucker in the mouth. Oh no! She, she just... absolutely would have corrected Ben and said, "For your information, I was the one who proposed to him." Yeah. Especially to twist the knife and make it hurt more. He, she he absolutely would have done that. Too much the, some business my, that's not his own. My so thing is when, the lack. Theo's lack of the, the lack of explanation for the proposal in general feels like it was makes me think it was something changed because they're, they're not explaining it at all. And like the and they're not giving Theo any point of view as to why. Like they're literally saying, like, I think it would be better if she doesn't remember, you know, and even if she does remember, who's to say she wouldn't still choose me. But like it's coming off like he just wants to live in a fantasy land to me well, whereas it could it, it, it could very well coming. be he wants to protect his friend but they're not giving him the point of view or the opportunity to say that well when you brought that up it's coming off for me like he's taking sierra at face value like everything she says he's going to believe he's not reading anything else into like a fool well, it's it's not it's like a fool, but it's also like Theo, like, like a friend, is, honestly, because you're gonna believe what your best friend is telling. You would yeah, not. And, and, he's, he's not going to question it, and it doesn't even read like Theo is in love with Sierra and trying to shoot the shot he always missed. It, it, it yeah, it comes off as he's just trying to protect her and quote unquote support I, her, and he's I gonna don't know do, what it comes off he's, as. He's That's, going. To me, he it comes. Up, it's always come off that way. He's just trying to support her in any way he can. He's going to do whatever she wants him to do, and it that for me that has not changed. That's been the that's been the most consistent part of the story. Well, the way the, just, the, Theo, need, the way Theo operates. Theo, in it. I need Theo to get more point of view because it's coming across to me without a differing point of view. Some of the things are coming across to me very shady, and I'm not loving it because the Theo that I know and love wouldn't do this and that's what i'm stuck on and i just i want more explanation as to why he is doing the things that he's doing and i i, I don't think we're going to get it i wish you're well, not good. going to get you're it not going to get it because this writer does not give a flying fuck about it hello i mean let's we're going to call it what it is he does not give a candy coated half a damn not a tiny rat's ass about anything <laughs> other than this shit 
He barely cares about what it shit. Is. It comes off as he's caring was, about it. It's making a lot of people better at this point. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not angry anymore. I'm not mad. It's just like, I'm it, it comes even, the fact like, that Sierra chose their wedding day. It comes off as we have to make Ben be feel sympathetic at all costs. No matter what we do, Ben has to be the wrong party here. God damn it, Effie! And it's it's too much. It's it's you. I'm at the point now where I've I've never just said just end it. Like that's where I'm at now. End it. I'm over it. I'm tired. Well, I I, I'm care. at a point now where I'm just not going to watch those scenes anymore. It, it's that along with their fans. It, it's bringing me down. So I'm just gonna have I, I, I've had to disengage from Twitter a lot recently because of yeah. that. But it's just it, it, like it's story, the, I can't even stomach their storylines on my screen. If the story was good, I could understand the rabbit fandom. It's Bad. And a lot of people know it's bad, but they won't say it because it's their faves. You can love a couple like what's uh, Michael just said. I like Justin and Bonnie, but this story's garbage. Like it's okay to admit this is bad. It's com- it's awful. Like I don't want to make any comparisons to piss people off anymore. I said what I said. I'm not changing it. But it's not good in any way, shape, or form. It's bad. I. I don't completely agree. Like there, there are parts of the story that I'm liking and parts of the story that I'm not liking, but I am absolutely 100% ready for us to end this chapter and move on and hopefully move Theo out of this orbit and into something else because I just am ready to, ready to move this on. Next week's scenes are going to be fucking hard to watch because y'all are watching them? I I'm- mean... And I'm gonna watch. And probably not. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna it's ninety five. Because... It's ninety five percent of the week. So for the podcast, you kind of don't have a choice. I'm I mean, it's that week. <laughs> yeah. It's literally. It's literally Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So it's Jesus. It's gonna be a lot. Good lord. It's. <laughs> Monday is Monday is gonna be all the air call fallout, and then the wedding stuff starts Tuesday and goes all the way through the rest of the week. They don't give a damn about Eric and Nicole. <laughs> we get one day of that. Well, it's actually it's Monday and Tuesday because I think Eric's last day is Tuesday. But most of most of the week is going to be the wedding and the. I mean, it's the cliffhanger heading into the Olympic break. This is bad. So, it's just awful. We're. Well, I mean, we're heading into the final stretch, but just a warning. You may want to skip it, but you're basically going to be skipping 95% of the show. It's going to be like eating eating broken glass for breakfast. I mean, you can watch it and then come on this podcast and bitch about it. So at least at least you get to do that. Yeah, I'm I'm, exactly. To be honest, the only reason I'm watching the story is because Steel's involved in it. That's it. That's the only investment I have in this. I would rather watch him outside of the storyline. I'm. And this is coming from a Fiera fan, so that says a lot. That, that's understandable, because it's difficult to watch, but that's the only reason I'm even entertaining it. And I feel bad for... Uh, no, I don't feel bad. It's... I, I mean... Want, I, I want it to be good. I want it to be worth what we're going through over it. It's not. <laughs> it's I mean... Not. It, it, it would be 100% point. better without the amnesia angle, honestly. Like, it's not even angst. It's just, you're terrorizing us, man. Like, For no reason. 
for no reason. And the, the sad part about it is he's not just he's not even just terrorizing sin fans. He's terrorizing the entire viewing audience with this terrible ass. Yeah, that's the thing because it's like if you are not a sin fan, name one thing about this story that you can enjoy. They ruined it la- like last week. <laughs> right. They they ruined the, it long before that. The little crumbs we had is like when they returned from Africa, you found out the raisins were rat droppings. Like, <laughs> I mean, they, I mean Theo, and, Theo honestly, and Sierra have barely had any scenes together. They've had three scenes together. And then we're jumping right into the wedding, which based on where, so it's like they, they never, they've never been the story. Theo has oh, always been used is. as an unnecessary plot point in the story, and he was never needed to be used in this manner. Well, I'm going to say the final thought. All I know is, I'm not watching, but if I hear on Twitter that they use holding out for a hero for that mess next week. Oh, we can't afford that song. Okay. But I was going to burn Zoom down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't believe that, but it's... Yeah, we just um can we can we talk about the promo? I can talk about that. Like I well not that part of the promo. The J, the um EJ DeMera part of the promo. Well, he sounded still he sounded like James man. Scott. <laughs> I just, just want to switch the segment. subject. I'm sorry. <laughs> and now it's time for my favorite part of the podcast where I give a little read to a special character, show, or thing, whatever. I read whatever the fuck I feel like reading that week. Welcome to the Mavericks Reading Rainbow. Now, where is my docket? I do How many reads I, do we have on the docket this week? Just one. I was going to read Effie and Sierra, but I, I just don't even give a fuck anymore. Fuck to hell with both of them. Oh, my God. I wouldn't piss on them. They was on fire. Anyways... Here's my docket. <sighs> Sorry. Eric Brady. <laughs> I had a feeling that's who it was when you said it was going to pain you. I didn't expect that, but go ahead. <laughs> this is hard for me, y'all. But Eric, you didn't apologize enough for me. I'm sorry. You should have been in that whole sucking toes the way you have carried on for this year. <laughs> I mean, it's so many other things you should have been doing, but I don't think I can say that on the podcast, even though Tony got away with blue balls. Um, (laughs) I mean, nothing's ever stopped you before, so. Well, Eric, you should have been eating ass. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. You 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 wanted to talk in her salad? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Sorry. I mean, but at this point, that's probably the only thing. <laughs> Eric, you should have been eating ass. I'm sorry. There's nothing short that you could have not been doing because you screwed up royally. For all we know, he did. What's wrong with us? Anyway. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because that little speech you did, it just wasn't enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lord knows, I would have been in there boohooing to the pop point of snot coming out my nose. I'm sorry, Nicole. I'm sorry. I'm, 
you fucked up, Eric. You should have been begging and pleading like a Jodeci song. Oh my God. That's my read of the week. If he wasn't sucking toes and eating ass in that sex scene, maybe Nicole is better <laughs> off. Maybe. <sighs> right, welcome to the lights. <laughs> oh my God. I have tears in my eyes. Anyways, was that too far, y'all? <laughs> No, it was actually pretty no, tame. It was fine. You said it was worse. <laughs> I've said worse than eating ass. Wow. Do you not remember the chowder? Right. That wasn't that bad. That was child's play. Um, it was nasty. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Maybe I just had different definitions of nasty. Anyways, you're watching it wrong. Um, Eeny, meeny, miny, nit. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? I just had the... <laughs> You distracted me. What was I going to say? Oh, crap. Come back I'm to guessing. Me. T- I'm guessing tossing salad is going to be... No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, come back to me. I, you distracted me. I genuinely forgot. What I had it. No, I think Damn I it. distracted you. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, he should have been eating ass. That is the podcast title. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Tony, you're watching it wrong. Um, it's just kind of a general um public service announcement to soap Twitter, and it's kind of something you mentioned last week that I'm gonna bring back up again. But I mean, if we're getting to the point where we are sending people death threats over fictional characters, it is time to go out and commune with nature because y'all need some help. Go to the it is, house. It is, not that, it is not that serious. Like, this is, ju- this is supposed to be fun and y'all are taking it to a place where it don't need to go. Back the fuck up. Dylan? Yeah, I mean, my watching it wrong. Um, basically, all of you homophobes clutching your pearls about Allie and Chanel go outside touch some grass then come back inside and watch the 700 club and leave the rest of us alone please God yes because I mean the fact that the 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 Chanel Allie fan page had to turn off their comments right because y'all can't leave us the fuck alone if you don't like it I mean that is your right you want to have bad taste more power to you you don't need to be homophobic about it. You don't need to be in the fan pages mentions about it. You can honestly just shut the fuck up about what you don't like. It is entirely an option. Please use it. There's like this magical button that allows you to scroll past things. And fast forward? Oh, it's magical. Like, you find it and use it. Please. Nick? Um... It's probably just all of soap Twitter in general. Y'all watch a lot of things wrong and then get mad when people call you out about it. It's, and then you get like dangerous with it. <laughs> it's, it's to the, why, why, why was, why was his Robert Scott Wilson's information on my timeline this week? I'm oh, confused. Yeah. Why, why, why? I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm not a stan, but like, what the fuck would possess you to do that? 
I mean, he made a stupid comment in an interview that was 100% wrong and he should have been dragged for it. And the people who were dragging him were right to drag him for it. However, that does not give you the right to say, see, he's awful and here's proof. And then put a 14-year-old mistake out on the timeline. Y'all always just go too far. Like, it's, that's why I wasn't on Twitter. Like, because that wasn't the only thing that happened on Twitter this right? week. <laughs> like, no, it was, it was, it was crazy. So Y'all much. are finally catching on to what I was saying last it, week. It was so much. I'm like, this and that was Monday. And this, yeah, it all happened in the same week. Like, <laughs> like and, and it's like I've said, it doesn't make sense because the average soap fan is closer to retirement than college. So at our collective big age, this type of toxic, quite frankly, abusive, harassing behavior, it, sh- it should not be a thing. It just should not. And the fact at that all. it is. It- and the thing is, it's weird because anybody can catch it. Like yeah. there's then- no, no one's safe. And then we and then we got that same person who who posted Robert Scott Wilson's stuff making a phony account and then doxing half a soap Twitter. Yeah, that's the other part I was talking about. Like <sighs> it was I was when I'm like, this isn't really happening. And it was over it, actors and fictional characters. It is never that deep. Ever. Like, I don't. This this isn't fun. Like Twitter used to be fun with soaps. It's not fun anymore. Like I, that's that's the reason that it took me so long to think of a watching it wrong because I avoided most of it. It's this shit is insane. I ain't never seen nothing like this because I usually avoid fandoms. This is weird. I want it to stop, but I doubt it will. So I'm probably just gonna have to ignore y'all. I'm done. <laughs> well, my watching it wrong. I had two. I covered it already. One of them already. Um, with the eight people um saying they want to see Abe get egg. No, 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 no. <laughs> if I wanted to watch Roots, I would watch Roots. Oh my god. <laughs> oh Lord. Two, the usage of the word super couple being thrown around willy-nilly has gotten on my last nerve. So I'm going to sit here and give y'all a definition and I want y'all to take out your pen and paper and write it down. Classes and session. A super couple is a super couple because they transcended into mainstream, not just soap opera digest. They were everywhere. Luke and Laura were fucking everywhere. Doug and Julie were fucking everywhere. There hasn't been a big super couple since what year was Brenda and Sonny started? 95? Since then. That's it. It's plenty of fact. I love Eric Cole, but they are not a super couple. Deal with it. Rest in it. Revel in it. Put it in your pocket. That's it. I don't want to see y'all on there arguing about whose ship is a super couple. Chabby is not a super couple. Ilani is not a super couple. They're iconic and legacy couples, but they're not a super couple. Let it go. Let that shit go. And that is my watching it wrong. Y'all are off the quiet. Did I say something wrong? No, I don't really know how to follow it up. You said what you said. 
just let it go, bro. I'm, I'm, I promise you, it's plenty of couples I fucking love from the late '90s. They are not a super couple, and that's okay. I promise you, I sleep perfectly fine at night knowing that my faves aren't super couples anymore because they don't fucking exist anymore. Right. And they also don't need to exist anymore because you can't with the ratings we get. <laughs> you can out- a character can outgrow a pairing. Like, and that's this another. I'm sorry. There's another watching it wrong. God damn it! Stop bringing ratings up. Just, just stop. Y'all don't know what the hell y'all are talking about. Especially since NBC has openly said that they don't pay attention to those ratings. So can y'all constantly stop bringing them up? Because, because let's be honest. If we were counting streaming, we would be spanking ass across the board. Hundred percent. And also, can we please stop blaming things for low ratings that did not air? the week of whatever ratings are being reported. Can we please stop tagging people and claiming that they're responsible for the low ratings? Can we just fucking stop, please? I just want the show to be good again. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so bad. It's sad that we had to replace it like that. It's just because days could be perfect. It has the it has the characters. It's just the execution. Ron needs a co-head. I don't want him fired because he has great ideas, but his execution has been bad since one life. And it's getting worse. And I, I didn't think I'd agree to that, but he's getting worse. He needs someone gives, let him suggest the idea he needs someone to flush it out and, and depend on character to tell it, not the plot. Well, good, bad, and ugly, and then we're going to wrap this fucker up. <laughs> Tony. All right. Well, my good um, is actually just a general thing. And it's something that I noticed when I was writing out the outline for the week is how interconnected the storylines seem to flow this week. Everything kind of flowed one right into the other, um, except for a couple of outliers, but pretty much everything was all kind of connected and interwoven in a way that it hasn't been in a really, really long time. So that's my good. Um, My bad Sorry, but it was Bonnie and Justin for me. Like, Wally and Judy are not enough mm-hmm. to save it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I cared, but they aren't on enough for me to care. I just, it's a thing that happened, but that's basically it for me. And my ugly is the treatment of Eric and Nicole on days. Because oh. I'm, I'm not even, like, I said it before, I am not a hardcore shipper of them. I enjoy them, but even I can see that... Eric, hardcore Eric Hall fans have been done so dirty and I feel so bad because it did not have to be this way. It did like, it, bro. Like, it did it. Everything, everything this week was just twisting the knife from the moments of happiness because we knew the end was coming. And so every moment of happiness just twisted the knife a little bit more. I was literally sitting there wishing that they had killed him off instead of doing this. Because this just feels like yet another slap in the face. And I'm pretty sure that Eric Cole fans are running out of black and blue marks from all the slaps they've gotten in previous stories. And if you get to the point where you're wishing a legacy character dead, (laughs) it's bad. (laughs) Yeah, that's my good, bad, and ugly. It it just hasn't been my year, has it, Tommy? (laughs) No, it really has not been your year. Dylan, good, bad, ugly, bro. 
Excuse me while I go to the corner and weep. Oh, okay. Um, my good was the Paulina and Lonnie scenes and the scenes with Allie and Chanel. I liked all of those. I liked the dynamics that got played in all of those. And I'm really, really liking Raven as Chanel. The more I see her, the more I like her. So that was good for me. My bad was Brady and Philip fighting over Chloe like toddlers mm. scrapping over the last blue crown. Like y'all are grown ass. Wouldn't it be an orange curtain? Okay. <laughs> This this is not cute. This is not cute. Y'all are every bit of fifty. I'm just, <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. Um, y'all grow up. Y'all have children. Like honestly, no. Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> and I had two for my ugly, and they're complete opposites. But like, um, I the way that they're using certain characters with history and legacy and and they're just like completely diminishing that like with Eric and Nicole and with Theo if you're going to make something a throwaway you don't do it with characters that people are that attached to you don't do it with characters that have that much history and that much legacy and fans have that much investment in like Eric Cole fans got that raggedy ass wedding then they didn't get anything substantial before he flew off to Africa you know not even like the (laughs) continent okay because we don't know where he went he just went to Africa and now he's back and y'all are breaking them up on their anniversary. Like, what is that? That's trash, yo. That's, that's trash. The actors deserve better. The characters deserve better. The fans deserve better. That's trash. And then you've got Theo on the other side of town over here. Theo might as well be a fucking mop. He's got no point of view. He's got, his only purpose is to hold up a ship that doesn't need to be held up because the writer is so invested in them and favors them so much that they were going to be fine from, like, you could have had the combined powers of Stefano, Orpheus, hillbilly orpheus (laughs) ship and it wouldn't have happened because ron is that invested in making sure they get there happily ever after so there was no reason to drag theo into this and if you were gonna drag theo into this at least write him like give a half a fuck about the character but you're not because you don't and it, it's annoying. It's annoying and it's unnecessary. And I'm tired. I'm just tired. It's ugly. It's ugly. That's, I'm done. Nick? Um, my good, um, the John, Marlena, and Abe scenes, they were really good. I love the fact that they're playing these decades old friendships again because they for a long time they didn't while I was when I was watching also like that the young people feel like young people um they they're 
they're messy, but you get it. Like in your mid twenties, you probably were that messy too. Um, I like I like Chanel. I like Ali. I like Trip. Um, I like Theo interacting with them. Let's continue that. Um, I loved the. I liked seeing Lonnie be bitchy to Paulina. I didn't expect to like it, but I did. Uh, they should. It was fun. Get her out of that house. Get her interacting with some more people. You can put her and Nicole together. That would be great. My bad. Um, hmm. uh, bad was the Bonnie and Justin thing. I want. I could like them if they played a romance. They didn't play anything. They come out for plot points, and that's it. It's ridiculous. Give Wally Girth and Judy Evans something to fucking do. Give them an actual story to tell. This is not a story. These are just moments, and that's it. And it's driving me insane. Ugly. Um, any and everything to do with sin, and any and everything to do with Ericol's implosion. It's ridiculous. And it's exhausting, and all the characters involved deserve better. I don't. I'm tired. Like I'm not even. Like I'm not even a fan of either pairing, but this is the best you could come up with, and this is what y'all let hit air. Like you, no one, there's no one on God's green earth that could have that can convince me that someone looked at this episode, these episodes for the past week, and said, "That's great. This is this will work." It doesn't make sense. I'm done. My good is I didn't kill over and pass away today. <laughs> Thank God Damn. for that. <laughs> Thank God for that. Um, Bonnie and Justin, even though there's uh, D minus, you passed, but it's a lot of room for improvement. Um, Chanel and Theo, my bad. See, this is hard because um, Sammy, just being Sammy, it was bad for me just watching it because it seems like she's not going to get her shit either. But I might be wrong next week. EJ might read her for Phil. Um, well, EJ's going to drag her, drag the fuck out of her. Question, he might though, torture is it, her. <laughs> is, it, is it also, too, because you're seeing her basically pull different stunts at the door? different versions of the same stunt kind of in your classic days viewing so it's kind of yeah, like yeah i think that's what's bothering me because a lot of the times when i watch her currently i'm like sammy you're 50 fucking years old and you have some grandkids and you have learned absolutely nothing nothing i don't see how she was allowed to have any more kids after will like i mean she stopped the- scheming for like a good 10 like they either pivoted her scheming to um like decently motivated or like she just stopped scheming in general once them kids got grown <laughs> fuck it <laughs> and my ugly anything sin related and the demise of eric and nicole because it didn't have to be this way at all and that is my good bad life. well we made it to the end of yet another wild and crazy and all over the place podcast but we made it to the end yet again i'm michael the maverick and i will see you guys next week bye bye everybody
All right, Ron, you need to go ahead. Yikes. Okay. And on that note, 